Will Graham, welcome to the World XP Podcast, episode number five. Uh, it's been an interesting couple months, that's for sure. Sure. Well, I remember you texted me the other day, I think you sent me um, a link to this Revolt Summit that was mm-hmm. last fall. And even though it was last fall, they had a lot of good points pertaining to the issues that we see today. One of them being, uh, I think Candace Owens and T.I. were in an argument about which party was better to support for the black community. And Taylor Mike was kind of like, why are you guys arguing about which one they both suck? Like, uh, why don't we try to do our own thing? I thought that was really interesting, especially now, because I feel like that kind of sentiment is gaining more traction now with the recent events. I don't know what you, what you think? I mean, you sent it to me. So what, what? Yeah. So when I watched that video, it was kind of eye opening for me because during that, when I was watching it, or like right before I started watching it, I'm starting to have a change of mindset of, uh, especially in like in my my morals and beliefs when it comes to you know what I support and what policies and what politicians and you know other uh, constituents are in place that I you know that they I put my vote towards. But um, I think it's real important for you know people of color to kind of like kind of sit back and kind of see like what like what these constituents and what politicians have in place for us, like, what can you give us? Like, right. instead of just, like, pandering and saying, like, oh, this black person got shot, let me put on some African clothing just to make you feel better, just so yeah. that I care. But, yeah. like, you're not going to care, like, you know, like, later on down the road because, like, you just put money in your pocket, you know what I mean? So right. it's just, like, you have to, like, see, like, this stuff that's happening and actually see change it's, instead of all these people. And it's, like, I mean, it's good that people in all these companies are, like, showing that they, you know, they're there for the black community and stuff and, and that's really appreciated, but at the same time, it's like, what are you going to do, though, like, for right. change? So, a big thing for me when it came, when I watched that video, and I kind of sat in my, like, by myself, kind of thought about it, I was like, man, he made some really good points. Like, he's saying, like, the Democrats and the Republicans are, like, kind of like this two-headed snake, like, you're choosing the lesser two evils, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, remember you pick, like, you like, there's always something's going to be happening, like, like, it's going to be a detriment to, like, the black community or people of color. Right. So, it's just like, you have to really like see it from like an individual, like individual, like perspective of like, of, like which person is good and like what are they doing for you know the communities and in, like inner cities that are like kind of crumbling like across like the U.S. and like a big thing that Candace brought up, she was saying like a lot of these inner cities across the U.S. have been like democratically run for like the past fifty years and there's like no progress, like there's no capital right. for like you know people like black business owners. The education systems are bad. Um, crime's really bad. I know my, my family, especially my mom and dad, they go to Canada. It's like the number one crime-rated city in the right. U.S. And, like, they revamped the whole police thing. Like, they're more, like, like military-style weapons and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like, that's really not going to, like, solve any of the issues. It's no. like, you kind of have to look at the constituents and, like, the politicians that have been in place that say, like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this and that. We're going to change it, make everything better, and it has to change. So it's just like... People are like blaming like the cops for like what's going on, but it's like, yeah, like, I mean, what happened to George Floyd? That was obviously like everyone's in solidarity behind that. Yeah, that cop and those other cops should be prosecuted and they should be put in jail for a long time. That's just simple. It's not like they just like hundreds. Yeah. Like you shouldn't like no cops should put their knee on the back of somebody. No, it's like there's there's no like you're supposed to render aid to somebody. You're not supposed to like suffocate them because yeah. like you know like I don't know what it is when it comes to cops when they're like the mentality when it comes in situations like that like they're either pissed or they're mad or they're just like kind of fed up with like their, their day and they have to take it out to somebody else but like there's no excuse for it but um it's almost like a power thing too it's like once, yeah. you're, once you're in that position of so long like of being in a power for so long kind of like kind of corrupts your mind a little bit and you like yeah you start to be able to be like oh well i can do this and get away with it because i have this badge right. protecting me and, and um, the cult the whole culture of like we're not gonna report you and even if we have to fire you we'll just get you hired somewhere else like yeah it's like that's it's part of that system that's in place right now and like and i'm i'm, I'm starting to realize that at first when i did it because like I kind of come from a conservative, like, libertarian view, and I have, like, a mixture of both. Right. Because, like, recently I started kind of, like, diving into libertarian because it's, like, conservative is, like, it's not really too extreme, but, like, you can kind of see what uh, your other, like, fellow conservatives, like, they have, like, these certain views. It's, like, well, like, well, he should have been obeying the law. I was, like, it's, like, dude, like, it doesn't work. Like, I was, like, no. you, start to, you start to get tired of it because you want to kind of see, like, 
the truth and like the actual like objective like reality of the situations that are happening right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that's not always the case, you know what I mean? It's like just yeah. because you have it bad doesn't mean you can abuse it. Like you're just as much a citizen as a person and the people that you're trying to protect. Right. So it's like you have a duty to those people and these people have a duty to like to kind of help like you know, mend the community and make it a better place for people to live in. So right. it's just like it's kind of like it's you know it's a it's a balance. But um that's why they call it public service. Yeah. Almost. Right. And like I think two points to that I think you and I have had similar mindset shifts over the last two two or so years. Uh-huh. Um both myself coming from a little bit more conservative and then once going more libertarian, especially when, like like you said, people be like, oh, well, he should have just obeyed the law. It's like, yeah, yeah he passed a counter- counterfeit 20. Like, that's, that's so yeah. not called. So there's like, there's like different situations. It's right. like, all right, you have like, here's what it is. Like, you got to see it from like a rational and like objective perspective. Like you can't, like all your subjective like senses and all your other opinions that you have, like, of what you think is right and what's actually right, you have to like toss out the window because like yeah. you're starting to see that now. Like we're they're starting to end like in society where like a lot of the truth and like a lot of stuff that's been wrong, like they're turning it into like they want it to become right, and the stuff that was right is starting to become wrong. Right. So it's like I'm, you're starting to see that kind of shift in like the society and like kind of like this postmodernistic like view of like things. You see that almost with the definition of the word racism when people say you can't be racist against white people. It's like it's like they're changing the definition of that word to fit your narrative. To fit whatever whatever you're trying to push and like to the point where it's like, yeah, have white people probably have had it better. Yeah, obviously. But that does like the the definition of the word racism is discriminating by right. and it, but race. it applies to that person though. So like right. a good a good example, I got a couple of examples. Um I had a good friend of mine, she's kinda like close family, she's almost like my sister, um, her name's Alex Tobert. She has a brother named Brandon Tobert. And uh, I think um, I think Brandon told me it was either her or uh, she or Brandon could for someone else that um the protests on uh Six ten by the courthouse in Stafford. Mm-hmm. They had protests. They were all lined up, and I had my jeep, and I was driving by with my girlfriend. We were going out to get Carl's ice cream, whatever. And mm-hmm. I saw the protest. I mean, I have nothing against protesting at all. Like I love like when people protest and they you know express their like opinions and their freedom of speech and their ideas and stuff like that. That's fine. Like I like I'm for that and I support it. But um, when it comes to certain narratives, like of course I'm going to have like my opinion, like certain opinions and sure. ridiculous screamings. But like, but that's when you find common ground. You got to sit down and talk about. Mm-hmm. So when I was driving, like. I guess uh, someone had called me a, like a racist, and I was just like, "When you were driving?" I was driving by, and someone was like, "Hey, was that Will Graham down the Jeep?" And they're like, "Yeah, like, yo, he's a racist." Because all because I had a disagreement with somebody like on Facebook, so it was like it was somebody that I was I had an argument with or like a debate, like we we're like I was trying to find like their perspective, yeah, and they yeah. just like so like now like the term racism is like if you disagree with somebody and they if they don't like it, they just label you a racist because like that's just like. Oh no! Like you're not for me, you're not with me. Then you're racist. So I was like, that's not how. That's not how it works. So I was like, when people do that, that's that's what kind of upsets me. Is like, because there's real races out there, and that kind of cheapens racism. So it's just mm-hmm. like, there's actual races out there, and you're just gonna assume that I'm a, I'm a racist when I'm really not. That kind of like upsets me because like there's really people out there that are victims of racism and like yeah. discrimination. Then um, another thing, it's like um, it's it's a universal term. So like. You can be black and be racist towards white people. It doesn't matter like what happened in the past, and like, yeah. and that's a, that's the thing we were texting about. I was like, your skin color and what happened in the past, it doesn't define like who you are as your own person. It's like you can be white and not be racist just because your ancestors or you, you know, yeah. there's people that you knew or like your parents knew or like your relatives, whatever they they could have been racist, but they're not you though. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like you have your own like your own beliefs and ideas. You're your own like free person. You can make. That's where it comes into like that libertarian mindset of like each individual has their own path and their own views and and like to lump everybody together. And I do I do want to preface that with what I was saying like the whole racism thing is like we you and I both understand that like throughout Jim Crow and like history like those sort of they have been intertwined into how U.S. does things generally speaking. Right. no, the people in power have not had an interest to change those things because right. it doesn't suit them, and so they still the echoes of them still exist, and right. that's what we're seeing today. Right. Um, but with that said, like you were saying, it's like each individual is their own person, and if you were to lump everybody together, it's like you lose the idea of right. the individual. That's the epic, that's like the the epitome of like racism. Like you're saying, like. 
uh, you know, like I'm black, I can't be racist because of the past. Like my ancestors was like, no, nah, dude, like it doesn't. It's like it doesn't work like that. It's like yeah. you like you can like you can be a, a, a certain person and be discriminate towards another person because of what happened in the past. That's racism. Yeah. That's like you. Like, that's like you're literally lumping of like a group of people or categorizing a group of people, and you're like you're discriminating them based off the past. Like that's right. that's racism itself. So it's like. No, it doesn't work like that. And it's like, well, like you gotta like see it from like a objective sense. Like that's like literally what racism is. Like you can't yeah. discriminate people based on what happened in the past. And that's yeah. like, and that's another thing. There's like, there's another thing that plays into the, the racism because like there's, you have your individual races that play into the system, and like they have they hold like some type of constituent or some, a place of power. Right. Like say. Um, a good example would be like Bill Clinton. Right. Like he signed that bill that incarcerated a lot of like people of color. Yeah. The, and the, was it the ninety four? Yeah. Bill? And yeah. the what's the guy's name that was he was a KKK leader back then. His name was like Robert. I think it was like Robert Kraft. I think or something like that. And That's Robert like, Kraft is the Patriots owner. <laughs> yeah, dude. Or I don't know if it was Robert Kraft or it was it was it was someone named Robert. I, I forgot who it was. But there's a picture of like Joe Biden. He was like I guess they were like on a, like a parade car or something. There yeah. was like a picture of him waving and the KKK leader right below him. So yeah. it's like you're saying like for you're saying you're for black people and like people of color, but like you back there like during your career like in politics you put more black people in prison. You know the people of color in prison over the yeah. course of like, you know, like five like five decades. So like, how long have you you've like been in politics? So right. it's like people need to understand like doesn't even like set aside all these politics like in any politics. Just crumple up, throw it in the window, and just see it from like for what it really is. So it's like the Democrat Party. You see all these people that say, "Oh, we're for you." We're like we're like we're the people. Like we're the you know party for color. You know you know gays and you know activism, all that type of stuff. I was like, okay. So what are you going to do for us? So oh, we're going to sign a new bill, you know, let you get married to whoever you want to. Uh, we're going to do uh, a bill where, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, illegal immigrants can get school with, you know, without having to pay. They get government assistance. Uh, we'll do a law to, you know, it panders to black people. We'll paint, you know, a street black, Black Lives Matter to show that we care. It's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. So what are you going to do about, you know, the police brutality? And what are you going to do about all these, you know, Officers that have committed all you know these like this these like, heinous crimes against people like innocent people that didn't do anything. It's just like what are you gonna do? Because like, 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 like Republicans exactly this, but, but the Republicans do the same thing. So yeah. it's just like you got all these people in positions of power. It's like oh no, we're just give more power to the Democrats. Let's see what they're 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 gonna you know give us all like they're gonna you know, they're gonna make all these promises. They're gonna you know fix all these issues for us. Like no, let's give our vote to the you know the Republicans. They're gonna do everything right. So it's just like. It's like, the same thing every four years. They all promise. Yeah, they whatever. all make these they, promises. They, so it's just like they'll promise whatever they want to get elected. Exactly. They just want the power. They just yeah. want. They want control. And like, and that's what like, I want. Like a lot of my friends to understand. It's just like, like you don't like you don't have to like look like what Killer Mike said in that revolt song. It's perfect. He's like you're like you're fighting over who's the best master. Yeah. Essentially, it's like like you're already free. Mm-hmm. Just sit down and see what you have and like. What can they provide for you? Like, yeah. what what change is going to happen? You got to sit down and like, do your research. You can't just yeah. go based off of identity politics, and that's like a big thing for me. So it's just like when I when I because that's what my parents taught me. It's like you got to sit down and see like who's what like what's right for you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So I sat down and research, and I saw like, Donald Trump. He's like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna. He had a whole list of stuff that he was gonna try to do, and I was like, okay, that's actually like kind of really promising. Then like. Hillary Clinton had stuff that she was going to kind of like feed off of like what Obama already did, but right. kind of like tweak it, stuff to make it a little better. But at the same time, it was like the whole situation with Benghazi where she got people killed and she like, mm-hmm. like, like she got caught pretty much. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't want someone like that, mm-hmm. like in office. So like, it was kind of like choosing like the lesser two evils. Like, well, I mean, I'll just pick Trump because like, he's like, you know, yeah. he's, I never had a, like someone who's not a politician be in office. Let's see what can happen. So it's right. like, I was kind of like, I was optimistic to see what happened, but like, He's done a lot of good things, but he's done a lot of bad things in terms of, you know, the public opinion and, like, divisiveness, divisiveness and, like, not being empathetic towards, you know, what's been going on. But, um, yeah, I just wish, like, a lot of, you know, a lot of my friends that are happen to be black or, or colored, they kind of, like, have, like, just get an eye-opener and kind of see things from, like, an objective sense and kind of, yeah. like, not see it as identity politics and, like, pick who's the best master, like, Democrat or Republican, just kind of see, like, Here's like our list of like what, what Killer Mike said, like here's our demands, what can you give us? Right. And you know we'll what I mean? Pick which one based right. on who can right. and like, and, for us. And not just like 
like a career and like another thing is like the career politicians that's got to stop too like you yeah. can't have like like Nancy Pelosi and like Adam Schiff and like all the other like Adam Schumer and like or Chuck Schumer I'm sorry Schumer. like yeah they have all like their dishes like yeah like those. they're like you take a look at their like they're you know they virtual signal to all these different types of uh you know marginalized people mm-hmm. and like all you gotta do is look at their districts like look at San Francisco I remember like when I was like a little, like a little younger, my parents like they would go up there when my dad was active duty, and like they would show me pictures of like you know all the different places they visit when uh and it was like super nice, like it was all organized, like the infrastructure, the city infrastructure was good, mm-hmm. like there's no like there were, I mean there's there's always gonna be homeless people, but it wasn't as bad as it is now. Like there's yeah. like there's homeless people like defecating in the streets, like, yeah, and it, there's like needles everywhere, and it's just like they the the state and you know local government they give homeless people like needles, so it's just like. Like, you want to have someone like, like that, like, in, like, mm-hmm. politics, like, over a span of decades, and they tell you and they pander, like, oh, we're, it's going to get better, we'll fix it. It's like, you had this amount of time to fix it, you couldn't do it. Yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, people need to understand, like, yeah. yeah, like, don't let those people control you and, like, put you in a state of, like, a fear and, you know, nothing get done. Because mm-hmm. that's how, like, that's good. Because the Democrat Party, like, they, they won't survive without the black vote. That's mm-hmm. that's why there's always, like, that, there's always something about black, like, you know, something like black and black crime or like mm-hmm. injustice, police brutality, like they, they use that and they use the media to control the narrative to keep people under. So it's right. like, if you vote for us, we'll fix it. Like we'll put black, black miners on the street. We'll do this and that, but there's no police reform. So the only thing they did, like we, we talked about the Minneapolis mm-hmm. thing. Did you hear about that? So they, mm-hmm. the city council members, they all agreed to dismantle the police. So right. like it's already in the first really stages of like, like defunding and like yeah. replacing it with like another public service. So it's like, okay, like, if that's a disaster, like that should be kind of like a like an example of like what not right. to do. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. But there's but even if it works, then it's like okay, well then maybe we should do that. So it's like right. It's it's both ways. But I wanted to bring up. You made me think of two two separate points. But the first one is like uh, people's track records from like decades and decades ago. Right. What's interesting about that is now people will go back on Twitter and find some old tweet from like ten years ago and be yeah. like, oh, he's a racist. So it's like and then. Like you and I will come out and be like, "Oh, they could have changed," and it's 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 interesting because people can change for sure. Yeah. But in in the political eye, it's less forgiving because of they did it to benefit off whatever they were saying at the time. Versus yeah. like and like Kevin Hart's situation when he was going to host the Oscars, and then mm-hmm. somebody found a tweet from like five years ago, and then they were like, "Oh, he can't host the Oscars anymore." It's yeah. like that that's different because or it's different to me anyways, because Kevin Hart, you know, like he comes out and he goes on Joe Rogan, he's talking about how he's going to the inner cities and he's educating people. Right. Like the he's, inner cities. And he's also doing like his you know, his thing. He's right. he's giving back to the community. So right. he's, you know. Is that different for you as well, as far as can people change or not change? Because I think people people can change, but like that's the thing, like you know, I see this a lot with people like they will go out, they say like certain things like they said in the past that it might have been racist or whatever and there's some people that will go out on social media and they, they'll like take pictures or videos showing mm-hmm. like what they're doing mm-hmm. but there's they still act the same right. you know what i mean so it's just like they only do it for the clout and they only do it for like the attention yeah. and to just align their pockets yeah. but like a big thing for me is like the people that you don't hear of that are like doing stuff in inner cities like there's one one player that uh um the eagles malcolm jenkins he played at right. the uh on the saints mm-hmm. He wasn't posting anything on, like he he wasn't posting anything on social media. I didn't even knew he was doing stuff for the inner cities. Like he was going to like the education system in like Philadelphia and like kind of setting stuff up to where you know provide like you know meals for uh, students like they're you know that can't afford stuff at home. And uh, he was helping get like get kids off the street and like him right. playing sports and doing other stuff like that. So just a whole bunch of other players that are doing that you don't even hear about. Yeah, setting up like so it's just like the thing that the thing that makes me mad is just like or upsets me is like there's people that are doing that. That they still have that state of mind of like whatever, like what whatever, like you know, radical state of mind they have, whether it be racist or some other like type of a state of mind. They they take that and they they put it on social media and they they do it for clout. They they line their pockets for money or they they oh they do this for followers and they get all the attention or whatever. But like they they don't change. They don't change. So it's like they don't do anything. So like that's another. That's like the the pandering I was talking about. Like people they pander, but nothing gets done. So like and and 
The only thing, like pandering, it it may appeal to certain people. Like, okay, that makes me feel better. It shows that they care about Black Lives Matter. Okay, I'm done. So it's like, 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 and I'll just sit around and be like, okay, are you serious? Like, that's it? Like, yeah. so what are we going to do about police reform? Like, what are we going to do to get more police training for, like, these certain situations about going to these you know, inner cities and communities where violence is happening and it's running rampant? What are we going to do to equip the police that's going to make them more, like, accountable and more respectful and like kind of more like a little bit more well-trained when it comes to situations like that. You don't always have to draw your gun on somebody like just because you think they're suspicious. You just yeah. draw your weapon and be like, oh, like I think he's suspicious because he's wearing a hoodie. It's like, no, like, yeah, dude, like no. You, I was like, you can't do that. Should be like you. Like, every officer should have like a track record to see what they do of like misdemeanors and like, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of check out. It's like, all right. They get, and, like, you get pulled into, like, your department, like, like head of department, whatever, and they have a meeting with you. I was like, okay, like, so you had these, like, incidents right here. What do you think you could have done differently? And if you, like, you, you address, like, what you did wrong, whatever that, then the next time, if you do it again, like, you don't get, like, a second chance. Just, no, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like, because this is, like, this is a job, like, you, like, this, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's the a... The stakes are higher than a normal they're, job. They're, yeah, the stakes are a little bit higher because, like, you're, like, you're, you have a, you have a firearm on you and, like, you have a lethal weapon and there's, there's other people, like, you're there to preserve and protect. You're not there to, like, you're not, like, crime fighters. No. You know what I mean? That's not your sole, like, yeah. you know, profession in that job. Like, you have to, like, you have to serve and protect and, like, render aid to people. That's yeah. just how it is. Like, you're a public, like... It's like almost like public service at the same time. Like you gotta kind, you have to be part of the people because you are like part of the people. It's just like you just like have another standard. You know what I mean? Well, it is public. It's not like public service. It is. Yeah, it's close to it. It's the same way with with politicians. Like like when if you are in government, you are there to serve the people that you are representing. You're not there to line your own pockets or do whatever. And that's the thing with term limits. When you talk about career politicians, it's like the problem is they're never going to vote for term limits because that hurts them. Right. So they're, 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 oh, they I'm not going to get as much money as them now, so like, I'm not yeah. going for that. Like, that's a stupid idea. Yeah. So, like, they, like they, they're not going yeah. to vote for it. no way that's going to happen yeah. unless either there's an executive order or some other drastic change, but it's a it's a weird one. And the other thing I thought about earlier um, when we were talking about is, like, this whole idea of, like, white, white privilege is, like, it makes sense on, it makes sense on paper. But like you, you and I are in the same room right yeah. now, and we are being treated as equally because we are treating each other as equally. If somebody else comes into the room and treats you differently because you're black, the problem is not me existing and being white. The problem right. is the person that, that person that just has like a prejudice against me. Yeah. He's being discriminated. Yeah, like, the problem is racism. Not the problem is not a white person exactly. existing as white. It's exactly. the problem. It's the problem of the person who's treating that, that individual person, person. That person, right? As for them, or like and, that's who they are. And it's weird because then. It's like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? Or what is somebody else supposed to do? It's like, if you're just, if you just exist, then that's a problem. It's like, right. like there's a flaw with that idea because you, like people say, okay, well, inherently life matters, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that doesn't jive with that idea. There's like, a, it's like, a, like on paper, it makes sense because you look at it and you're like, yeah, I guess I did. Like, I haven't got pulled over by it. The cops as much as like a black person would have, but like that's not my fault. That's the cops' fault for pulling over exactly. black people too much. So it's it's just people lumping each other into like these different groups, and that's what people need to understand. I was like, this, I was like, you just need to stop like doing this whole identity politics, like this whole like mm-hmm. marginalizing and categorizing people, and just be free of your own person. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna you're gonna have adversity. You're gonna have like obstacles in life. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be socioeconomic. It can be, like you can there can be racist people that come at you and kind of right. impede you from what you're doing, but like. Doesn't matter because you can still get to where you need to. Like, there's been a, there's like a lot of examples. Like, for a good example would be my dad. So like, he's one one out of four colored pilots in the Marine Corps to get to or like to command his own squadron and his own air group. And he did it twice. Mm-hmm. So it's like out of, one out of four. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, dude, like, just like you have like there's there's like no other excuse because like he told me like there's that there's been plenty of racists inside like the Marine Corps mm-hmm. and in the military or whatever. Sure. And he's had his, you know, he's had his fair share of like combating it and like overcoming it. But he's mm-hmm. like, he said, yeah, it's there, but like that's, see, I'm, that's not going to stop me from what I want to do. Right. Like, like, and I'm not going to bash like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, paint the rest of all these other white people that are there like as racist. Like, yeah. I'm going to see those individuals that came at me. They're responsible for what they did. I'm not going to, you know, you know, right. the rest of the whole like white community and like yeah. white people as you know racist. And that's, that's like. That's an interesting point you made about like being able to overcome stuff. Like, so if you're born into a situation like in the inner city where your dad's already in jail, you don't have 
guidance in the home, like in the gang, like the gang becomes your like brothers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you can make all the best decisions in the world. And sometimes if you're put into a situation that's, that's that poor based on like we're talking about, like this, like all the stuff being intertwined. Mm-hmm. It's, so like when they say like systemic racism, they're like, that there's a point, like to so like there's truth to your point as well, right. but there's also truth to like sometimes yeah. you can make all the best decisions in the world, and it doesn't matter because some some cop was racist and he shot you, and you could have made the best decision. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's a real tough one because right now, like if someone in a suburban community makes bad decisions, they're like they'll probably turn out fine. But if somebody in their city makes bad decisions, they are most definitely not going to turn out fine. And like that's kind of like the equality of opportunity. Like we want to get the opportunity on a level playing field, not the outcome because people are different right. and they have different capabilities. Like I have different capabilities from you. And like, we think differently about different things and we have different passions. So like if you and I have the exact same opportunities, we're going to turn out different. Right. But to make sure that people are able to have like at least similar opportunities, right? There's like, like socioeconomic. Yeah. Like there's, there's going to be inequality in the world. Just like, and like, there just is because right. people are different. People are unequal and their outcomes are going to be unequal. And then their kids starting points will be unequal from the next one. And that's just like that. That's just like, like you and I, right. We could have the exact same opportunity starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. We will turn out differently. Right. Like, we make different decisions. Sure. And so our kids will then be starting out in a different place. Right. Regardless of what good or bad decisions were made. We, you, if you and I start off in the exact same place, our kids will start different places. Right. Exactly. So it's like, we want to make sure that this, the society is well balanced enough Mm -hmm. that there's not one group that like starts way far ahead. Right. It's like, it's not like too, like the disparity is not too too bad. The inequality cannot get out of hand. Right. Because then the people at the bottom will be like, that's what I was saying. Exactly. But that's what I was saying. That's where the constituencies like that are in place right now come into play. Cause like there's one, uh, when the, during the crack epidemic, Mm -hmm. there was like, um, they had like a, this huge meeting, with uh, with like a whole bunch of state officials and like federal officials, it was like, what can we do to like solve this? Like, uh, let's uh, crack down on more like the laws and like incriminate more people and like you know give more power to the police. Right. And that was like like the late '80s, like early '90s that was right. going on. So it's like, okay, so that was put into place. Then what happened? More people got incriminated, like people mm-hmm. of color for like little petty crimes. Yeah. Like they're incarcerated longer, and like so it's just like they're pointing fingers at you know like. At the, at the police, oh, all police are bad, it should be defunded. It's like, no, I was like, yeah, you got to hold the police accountable. The individuals that do, like, the stuff that are, you know, like, George Floyd and, like, right. and um, the other other incidents that have been happening. And um, it's like, you got to look at, like, you can't just look at the bottom. You got to look top up. So you're like, okay, who, like, let these, like, how long has this been going on? Like, you, you got to kind of see from that perspective. Like, who was appointed to let this happen? And like, or let the site, you know, type of stuff happen. Mm-hmm. It's like you gotta look at from like, okay, so like, like you gotta like, so like, you gotta be like, who's appointed? So like, okay, this chief, he needs to be investigated, and you know, the state, the whoever, the council members, and the the governor, or whatever, they need to be just as responsible because like they're yeah. letting it happen. It's like this has been going on too long, yeah, and that's like, what people need to stop saying like, oh, also police will never. I was like, no, like you're gonna have crime no matter what, no matter where you are, no matter like what your skin color is. There's always gonna be crime. It doesn't matter what it is. But another important thing for people to understand is, like, they have to see the facts. Like, you have to see, like, the stats and, like, the facts behind every situation. Because there's one, like, the whole Michael, like, Michael Brown, the mm-hmm. Ferguson. They were right. saying, like, oh, like, he got shot in the back. And it's like, no, it's like, there's, like, an eyewitness count where he said, like, oh, he shot him in the back. The cop, like, straight up shot him in the back. They're like, oh, like, did he really? And they found the autopsy report. He got shot, like, going this, like, the bullets came through, through his front body, came out of his back. Yeah. And there's other... Eyewitness counts that the media was covering saying that, you know, he, yeah, he attacked the officer and tried to reach for his firearm, like his yeah. firearm. So it's like, okay, if you do yeah. something like that, if you try to take a hot firearm, like that, he already has, like, there's simple rules of engagement, like, he's going to shoot you. Yeah. Because it's either his life or yours, and he's not going to, not going to allow it. You know what I mean? Right. But there's, there's other, there's other officers. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying, like, he could have handled that situation differently and just, like, you know, took his firearm and, like, made, like, dislodged it somewhere and just, like, take him to the ground and like subdue him and like put him yeah. in handcuffs and he would have lived. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, there's different situations that are happen- like that could happen differently. Cause there's different people. Like there's people are like, there's these people that are cops are individuals, mm-hmm. right? 
So, like, they're not going to handle every situation the same. They're not going to take it the same because they're right. different people. So, right. it's like, you can't, like, you can't take this whole profession and, like, this and just lump it in one thing and say, all, all, all cops are bad. Like, they just allow all this stuff to happen. It's like, these people don't have control. It's like, the people that are in control are, like, the constituencies and, like, all these people that are appointed in power. So, it's like... Right. You have to point fingers at them and say, what are you going to do for this to change? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's like that what, has to like change. What policies are in place that let this happen? Right. And then who let these people stay employed after the first complaint? Right. And it's like, that, that's another big part of like the, it's like those, <clears throat> those flashes of like defund and abolish are so, they're so short sighted and they don't, they don't go in depth to the whole problem. And the other problem with defund the police, and I was talking to Jason about this, like mm-hmm. if you take, you take the money away from from the cops. Like, if you look at your individual as a skill set on the job market, what you would make, and you lower the salary that would that police can pay, they're right. going to get lower qualified people for those jobs. Right, and exactly. That's, and that's what you don't want because then you will price out the people who are more qualified and who would like be good cops, right? Like, like, like be good at their jobs. Like, right. you're going to price them out. Like, because, be upset too because like the. You know, their cost of living is going to go down from them. They can't afford, like, well, I can't afford that. So, right. like, and they have no be- reason to be cops because they're, right. they have the capabilities to go do something else. And right. So then it's like, okay, well, we're going to get stuck with a bunch of crappy cops. And if nobody understands that the policies are the problem or, like, the people at the top who are creating policies and letting these people it's stay employed are the problem, right. that's not going to change. So you're going to get no change at the top with worse people at the bottom, right. and then that will create more I mean, problems. That's just going to be gonna... worse. So it's like it's it's definitely a. And that was the other thing. I was at I was at a protest a couple a couple weeks ago, and I was talking to one of the people there, and I was like, "Hey, do you guys have like concrete demands, like things that you want from mm-hmm. them?" And they were like, "No." I was like, "Okay, no straight answers." There. Yeah. Like, so I was like, "Okay, so at what point?" Do you call this a success, right? What right. what sort of reform? Well, defund the police. Okay, well, what does that mean? I, I don't know. So that's the other problem with the protests. Is like I don't see anyone who's got this organizing. Like these are the specific things we want, and we need them by such and such time because of such and such other reason. Like I don't. There's no like. There's no like. So when the government goes and make like and tries to make police reform policy, what are they going off of? They're just going off of like whatever they think will either one get them more votes, two what people tell them, which could may or may not be true, or three they're just making it up. Right. And so if they just try and do that and they don't get it all the way right, and it does get passed and then things don't change, either. Two things will happen. Either one, we'll have another George Floyd, and then the protest will be ten times worse the next time around. Right. Or two, the protest won't stop because they're like, well, this is not what we wanted anyways, so we're right. just going to keep protesting. Right. And neither of those seem to me like viable outcomes. Solutions, or, right. Or, yeah, solutions. And when people are yelling at each other, they're not trying to find the solution. They're just yelling. Yeah, I think and another thing, I'll say like two things here to kind of tie into that. Um, I would say from both sides, from the like law enforcement and just us as great, you know, just regular people, mm-hmm. you know, people who commit crimes and stuff like that. It's like, it's, I think honestly, it starts in the home. It's like, there's a lot of like, cause they say there's a lot of like black crime. That's like the most of like, and there's, there's a lot of white crime too, mm-hmm. but like in the inner cities, it's majority black. Cause mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a, you know, the, the volume of minority people there. It's kind of a, there's just like huge disparity. There's a lot of people there that are people of color. Right. Um, but that goes I think, back into earlier what I was saying, like if you're born into a situation in the home where there right. is no father because of all the things that's that where I was getting. It's like, yeah, yeah. and we're starting to see like the like destabilization of like a nuclear family, like mm-hmm. the, like back in like the early sixties uh, when the like you know the welfare state you know started and it started like taking traction, like the government started like uh, what do you call it uh, incentivizing like off of like you know, those, those single mother homes, mm-hmm. like they were like, okay, like since you don't have a father, we'll just give you welfare. Right. So it's like, and that progressed, like that's another systemic thing that went like, mm-hmm. that transcended through time. It's like, you still see that today. It's like, there's right. a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of black kids that don't have a father, man. It's right. like, like you guys, like everyone needs that father figure in mm-hmm. the home. They're like, kind of, so like when you don't have that, there's a thing that I think was Obama said, like, I said, you're more likely to commit a crime. You're more likely to be in poverty without your know, father being in the home. 
And you start to see yeah, that. So like, there's a lot of these people that like you're see, more likely to drop out of high school. Exactly, more likely dude. To commit crime, more likely to be addicted right. to drugs, more likely to end up in prison. Like more like there's right. like this whole list. And of some like of these people commit crimes. Some of these people go into police force, mm-hmm. and they some of these guys are the ones that are doing the like they're being like brutal to these people. They're mm-hmm. the ones that commit the acts of police brutality, and there's these people that are committing these crimes that have no father at home. So right. like it kind of goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's just like you know like. We need to get rid of this whole, like, we need to cleanse this whole. There's, like, a lot of things that we need to clean out. Like, mm-hmm. when it comes to police reform, we need to have, like, temperament training. It's like, if you don't have the right temperament and, the, like, you know, and, and like, yeah. like, you have to be calm and, like, situated in, like, certain situations. And, like, there's a yeah. uh, – another thing is, like, like militaries, like, you like, swap vehicles. Like, dude, like, there's, like, driving. Like, I remember in Stafford County, like, yeah, they, they had the Walmart. Have the they, like, drove in with, like, an APC with, like, a gunner. I was like, yeah. okay, what do you need that for? Like, nothing. It's like, this isn't, like, Call of Duty or Battlefield, dude. Like, no. you know, like, you, like no one needs that. If you need that, like, you can call, like, National Guard the military. It depends on the situation. But you right. don't need, like, all that military-style no, grief. So you just don't. But, like, I can understand certain situations. There's, like, a, like... Like hostage situation, they put like bombs at somebody, like yeah. C4, or whatever. Like that's like I, I could get that. That's like, like a once in a whatever. So like you right. need you need like one or two of those types of teams. Right. You don't just need, in case, but need like that like budget or like unit like units for that. You know what right. I mean? So like that's another thing. The budget needs to be reallocated and like for certain stuff in in the police force. I, that I can get behind. Mm-hmm. But as far as um, like defunding police and replacing them with social workers, I'm not down with that at all. Because like when it comes to that type of crime. People are going to take advantage of that system. They're going to be like, "Oh, he doesn't have a gun, so I'll like, I'll just you know just ignore him and yeah. you know keep doing what I'm doing, whatever." Like, but there's cops to be like, "Hey, like you need to comply, or like like you're going to get arrested and stuff like that." Then like they can handle that situation. You know what I mean? So and it's that's like another thing to consider with that is like if you send a social worker into into a domestic abuse situation, they're not going to know what to do. Well, well, even if they do. If they're not armed and the guy is super violent and he kills the social the yeah. social worker, it's like okay. So do you send them with a cop or do you just send the cop and then later do you send a social worker? Like how do you, yeah. how are you going to make that distinction right. every time? It's right. like, I don't I don't see how that's a feasible thing. The other thing that I wanted to uh, go back to was you talking about the importance of the father figure in the nuclear family, and then I've seen some people post about um, when people say Black Lives Matter is a Marxist movement. And then people will say, well, how can it, like, it's, it shouldn't be political because it should be about human matters or human human lives or whatever, or right. human rights. There's a difference between Black Lives Matter, the organization, and Black Lives Matter, the movement, like right. with no caps and all caps. Mm-hmm. And on the Black Lives Matter organization website, they talk on the website, this is what we believe. They say, we believe that we need to dismantle the Western nuclear family and, like, dismantle the patriarchy. Right. And the black community from like you and most other people that I've talked to is like, we need more fathers in the homes and they don't want that. It's like, that. Does, how does that help the black community? It doesn't. Mm-hmm. The Black Lives Matter movement and all under, like all, like just the movement itself is like, yes, Black Lives Matter. Like right. we're all behind that. Right. But the problem is when people are like, oh, it's a Marxist movement. They don't know, like, they just say Station, it. They right. just say it because they just hear somebody on Fox right. say it or right. whatever. So it's the main, so they, the so public so, opinion, like the mainstream like narrative, so like that's what they go off. Right, but they don't understand why. And so when people have go and have the discussion of why, they're like, "Well, it's just Marxist. I heard it on Fox." And then yeah. like the people on the other side are like, "Well, why are you getting political?" It's like, okay, one, there's an actual distinction that they don't know about. So when they go spouting off about it, that is yeah. communist. It's like they just sound crazy because they don't actually understand so, the history of what's going on. I think people on the other side don't make the distinction either, right? Because they just think that this person is just a racist conservative, and so they just yell it. And then again, they're just yelling at each other. Right. So that's like the, the that's that's the cycle I was talking about. It's like the the constant like feud of like trying to like you're you're just you're debating and you're arguing like arguing. I'm sorry, just to like just to reply. You're not doing it just to listen. Like you right. know like. And that people, when I, when I do this, like on Facebook, like I, I get into a lot of debates and arguments on Facebook and people think, oh, you just love to argue. It's like, no, like I'm like, I'm genuinely like curious about like what the other person like thinks and like, like what's wrong and what's right about it. Yeah. And like, I want to hear what they have to say. So like mm-hmm. people are like, oh, like all you do is I was like, like, look, like I just like, I just like finding common ground. Like I don't like argue with people just to like, you know, just to piss them off or mm-hmm. like, you know, just to make them mad or think I'm like better than them. That's like, that's mm-hmm. not like what I'm trying to accomplish, but yeah, like back to your point. Um, 
I kind of want to build that off into a, like accountability, like when it comes to like those so those officers that what they did to George Floyd, right. they should all be like prosecuted. There's right. like none of them should have been like that. And that's another thing. It's like the, they got put off like on bail. Mm-hmm. Like how they get that money? Because yeah. it was placed so high. So I was like, where, I was like, where the hell did they get all that money? From? Was it? It was. Was it close to a million? Yeah, it was like close to. I, I, I think it, it was a little bit more. But I was just like, I was like, where like where are they getting this money from? Like, yeah. is it like people donating it, or it's like, is it something like in the system they're just like. They, just they discreetly out. give out, and they don't yeah. to, to, like disclose that information. So it's like it's like a separate budget line for the police. Yeah, and I'm, and that's that's another thing. It's just like when it comes to the justice system, we need to have people that are are unbiased in their objective in their jobs. Like they mm-hmm. don't they don't play any games. It's like oh, they don't play into any type of system. Like racism thrown out the window, mm-hmm. like privilege thrown out the window, all that stuff. It's like whatever you did, and if it goes against the law, you have to receive that consequence for right. it, depending on the situation and what happened during right. that time. So right. like. That's another thing that needs to be addressed too within like the federal like judicial system and all mm-hmm. the other ones, you know. And that was kind of the down. intent behind the Supreme Court judges being there for life. So they were they were supposed to transcend whatever party was in right. was in power. Right. And it hasn't hasn't seemed to work out that as well as was intended, at least recently anyways, but that was I think I feel like the intent behind behind why they did that. Right. Like, I didn't mean to cut you off. So No, you're good. Yeah. But um yeah, that's when I going back to when I when I have arguments with people like my perspective when I was when I when we first started talking. Um, I think a lot of my well, my perspective uh, personally has changed a lot when it comes to certain issues. So like I'm not as like conservative because mm-hmm. like when I know there's like a lot of conservatives like that I know or like I'm friends with that they they kind of they lack a lot of empathy for people. Yeah, and I know a lot of them because like for, uh, first. Foremost, like I'm a Christian, so like that kind of plays to my my conservative uh, like viewpoint. Right. And um, but like as I as I like as I get older and as I progress and I kind of learn new things and like you know, I learn about other people's perspective. Like you kind of like you kind of have to change. So like mm-hmm. if you're wrong about something on like an argument or debate, it's okay to be wrong. Like yeah, like you can address that and say okay, like you know, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. It's something new I learned. So like people, but there's people that that take that like as you know, like you're like of you being wrong and they attack you for it. So it's just right. like, so I was like, Oh, you're just stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. And it's just like, no, it's like, I just never knew that. Like, I, yeah. I wasn't aware. It's like, this is like taking it. So like you taking a new material and like learning about other people's perspectives, that shouldn't be a negative thing. Right. So like, that's something that may, that needs to be kind of like put out the window too, when it comes mm-hmm. to like change the perspective or like, you know, having a, um, a disagreement. So it's like, you, the point is, is to find common ground and yeah. like to have equity and equality for people. And, um, I think a lot of people are starting to wake up like to that now. There's like I'm starting to see like a movement, and it's just like you know, like especially with the Black Lives Matter. Like there's mm-hmm. an organization, and there's there's a movement. So like mm-hmm. the, I I feel like there's the movement right now. It's just like they're tired of like seeing this stuff going on, and they're, and they're not even just mad at the police. Like they're they're mad at like the politicians the and thing, the constituents yeah, yeah. that are in place. Like they're what like they're like they're livid. So it's just like what are we gonna do to change this? And there's like the organization saying like oh no. Just get rid of the cops, and we'll that will solve the issue. It's just like, like no, that. That's like the mark. That's like the like the Marxist movement. But like mm-hmm. that that Marxist movement, or that's within like the Black Lives Matter organization, is kind of like hijacking like the you know the the intentions the, of the movement. Itself. The intention of the movement that's like trying to like create like you know a window, not even a window, just like erase all of like the negative history that's mm-hmm. uh, been oppressing people that's including the, like the constituents the racism right. the disparity the une- and I'm sorry unequity and the inequality that's been going on for the past like five six decades so mm-hmm. it's like they're trying to get rid of that so I put what happened whatever happened after Minneapolis with the George Floyd and they had the riots right these are people that are like the people that are looting and rioting like all this stuff and like all these innocent people's like businesses and stuff like that these are the people that are hijacking that movement right. and like in the police are retaliating and gets to like peaceful protest. So like you have people like just like peacefully protesting, like walking down the street. Right. And like, yeah. then all of a sudden, like you see like some dude, like come up with like bricks and crashing windows. And I've seen videos of people like, yo, like, you know, what are you doing? Like, stop. Like, why are you stop. doing that? Yeah. Like, we're trying to like have people protest. And like, no, like, you know, screw the police. Like this, yeah. this and that, like Antifa, that, that. So like, it's just like, it's like people aren't seeing that. It's like it's getting hijacked, and it's like making them look bad. And that's the narrative, like on Fox News. Yeah. They're like, oh, these protesters are like destroying everything. It's like, no, it's like those are like those it's are the rioters, and like yeah. people are like 
they're doing that for their own games. Yeah. Like, they're only doing that just for them. They don't care about Black Lives Matter. If they yeah. did, they would have been peacefully protesting, like, like hand-in-hand hand with those people right next to them. Right, exactly. And, like, going down to, like, the courthouse, wherever they are, to make their point. Yeah. And then so, the cops see that, and they tear gas the whole group. Right, right. And CNN goes... Cops attacked everybody, which is like it's true, but they didn't show the person yeah, and who smashed the window. So right. on Fox, you have all of them are smashing windows. On CNN, you have none of them are smashing windows. Right. And it's like no, so that's somewhere in the middle. That's the divisive narrative, yeah. like we were talking about. It's just like that's got to stop too. It's just like you have all these like major news outlets that are like causing so much division, especially with the whole like COVID stuff going on. They're just like saying like, well, the spikes are going up because you know all the Trump supporters are going to the rallies. But it's like okay, so how's it? How is it the fact that magically Trump supporters can get, you know, they're the, the cause for spikes, but people yeah. can go out and peacefully protest yeah. and they're not, you know, they're not responsible for, you know, yeah. contributing to the spikes. But at the same time, it's like the death rate's going down. It's right. like declining, like really rapidly. Yeah. And that's not being put on the news either. So yeah. it's like, they're trying to like, I feel like they're trying to put a lot of like fear mongering right now in a division mm-hmm. and trying to kind of like keep people on their toes. Yeah. So just to kind of distract them from like, you know what needs to be actually talked right. about and addressed. So and and it sucks too because Trump Trump has <clears throat> done not a good job at all of handling COVID as far as public, oh, as, far, yeah. as far as public perception and mm-hmm. like hey we're gonna get through this together like this is what we're gonna do instead he's off talking about like don't wear a mask wear a mask turning like everything like that's turned into a political issue and he's off rambling about random drugs that may or may not work apparently the study about hydroxychloroquine was found to that it did work. Was it the, uh, uh, that's the malaria, the malaria drug. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah I remember. He was talking about what, like the sun, injecting sunlight, UV rays in your system. Yeah, so that was another one. And so and that disinfected and stuff. So there was a, a biotech company that was actually looking into that before Trump said it. So Trump got lucky when he was rambling. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were actually working on a solution like that. They got banned on Twitter right after Trump said it because Twitter thought that they were supporting him. And like, oh, man, like that's another thing like, too. It was it was it was so wacky because it was like they came out after Trump said it and was like, oh yeah, we're actually working on this. And they were like, oh, Twitter was like, really? Ban. And then everybody else over here was like, Trump didn't actually know. And like that's true. He was rambling. He just got lucky that that right. small company happened to be working on it. And then right. the thing with the hydroxychloroquine was like CNN came out with like a smear campaign right after he said that. Mm-hmm. And were like that would never work. And about a week later, I was talking to my granddad, who's a surgeon, like. Worked at the Mayo Clinic, like uh-huh. articles, seminars, like all sorts of things. He was like, "If I even think I'm getting COVID, he's like, I'm taking hydroxychloroquine." And I was like, "Well, I mean, if you said it, you're a medical expert, like right. for years and years." I'll take word. your advice, right? Yeah. So CNN's running a smear campaign, and then two days ago, I saw on Twitter, CNN tweeted, "Surprising new study finds hydroxychloroquine has good effect on patients with COVID." And I was like, right. "Just like you, like nobody knows what to believe anymore," and what? then people just yell at each other, right? I think an, uh, another thing is, is like when it comes to uh, like freedom of expression and freedom of speech, like when it, especially when it comes to Trump, he says like a lot of like ridiculous and like unempathetic things on Twitter. But it's like mm-hmm. a lot of people is like, oh, he's like inciting like violence. He's like he's he's giving people empowerment to be like violent. Okay, I was like that has like nothing like that has nothing to do with him. Like from what like he says, like he has the freedom and like the freedom mm-hmm. of speech and whatever and like. That's the only thing that what I disagree like with that whole like issue. It's just like he just needs to learn how to be like empathetic. Mm-hmm. He just that, that's something he needs to learn. Right. So it's like him saying that stuff like to other people that they feel like like especially like racist people that are, happen to be Trump supporters or conservatives, whatever, and they right. feel like, it's like if they feel empowered, that's not because of Trump. That's because they they took it on themselves. But oh, he said that, so that means I can go out and just punch, you know, some black person in the face because like, I'm white. And that's like, so like, that has nothing to do with Trump. That has something to do with you as your person. Like, you just yeah. don't, you're just not right in the head. You know what I mean? It also comes to, to the point of he's the president and we generally hold our presidents to a higher standard. Right. He is not upholding that standard whatsoever. Right. And so it's very easy to say, oh, he said this. Like, when he said the, you start looting, we start shooting, I was like, why? That's right. not well, he, productive whatsoever. He, he, he took that from a, um, there's a quote from, I think it was like Miami, like a law enforcement individual. No, it was back in the 60s. Something. Somebody in Alabama said that. When it was Miami. It was like, Miami. I think, yeah, it was Miami. I saw, uh, I read the article. In the 60s, it. right, during civil rights. Yeah. But even so, it's like, to, to go quote that, it's like. And not clarify, like, what you meant. Yeah, like, it's like, that's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. And like, that, like, that is, that can very easily be interpreted as inciting violence. 
against people of color, and it was, yeah, it, it was, was, it was all over Twitter. But like, it, it, that's not what it meant, though. Like, but of course, people were like took it that to that step, and they yeah, say like, I oh, mean, he's talking about shooting black people. It's like, no, he's talking about people that are like looting like the businesses of like people right. that have done nothing wrong. Like, yeah. and that's another thing too. It's like. I get the frustration and I get the anger and the hate that's been going on and like they people are retaliating and like destroying stuff. They're just like they're, they're literally destroying like the the place and the constituents and the, all that stuff that's been depressing for like the past like five six decades. So like right. I understand that frustration, but it's like that's just not the way to do it because like that's not the way like especially like Martin Luther King and like all that like he would never learn that like he would yeah. like he he marched. And so on, and they then they came with the fire hoses and the police, whatever, and mm-hmm. they they used lethal like not lethal force, but they used like like the dogs, the brute force on them. Yeah, they used yeah. stuff on them. And like he still got his message across. So it's like yeah. like you don't go around destroying stuff. And then when someone says you shouldn't be you know destroying people's business, like it shouldn't be about the businesses. It should be about you know black lives. So it's like okay, so there's there's people like trying to take like the different con- like the different you know actions and the consequences like in the sins like. Destroying stuff, or like, mm-hmm. or you know, like Black Lives, it's more important. So like, there's like people, they're like trying to put it like above each other. It's like it's all like it's all the same. Putting you should it, like putting it above each other and into another binary, which is like right. how everything turns into is like one or the other. Right, is how everything is portrayed these days because exactly. it's so easy to like. It goes back to like we're on we're on social media and we like the instant like gratification. So it's like okay, yes or no. Right. Like simple, yes or no. I agree, don't agree. Right. And so that's everything has been turned into that now. Right. When right. when these issues that we are facing, like the country is facing, are so, so complex that to turn it into a yes or no does such a disservice to everyone who cares about the issues, who's trying to solve the issues, and then the people that are going out and trying to like lobby for those issues, like the nuanced parts of it. Because if you right. have a bunch of people running around on Twitter going, defund the police but you actually have a group that's trying to do like legit police reform that right, group yeah. that's running around on twitter like hurts what that they're hindering the efforts of the real group because then other people who are on the other side are like see they all just want to defund the police and it's like no stop it right. not the case right you have this group that's trying to do actual things here and it's like they get they get grouped into like the other group which right. is like the identity politics again and then the right. same thing on the other side exactly. with the protesters it's like all the protesters are breaking windows it's like no it's just like this tiny group again it's like right. Right. and so it's like it turns it into an all or nothing every single time and it's not the, like the world the world is not like that and the fact that people either think it is or don't think enough to realize that it's not mm-hmm. is definitely an issue. And it's like, it is, yeah. it's like, you know, when you like, when you, like, and so what it turns into is like, you know, when you're having a bad day and like somebody does something little that normally wouldn't annoy you, but that day yeah, like, it pisses you off. The whole yeah. country is like that all the time now. Right. And they're on, they're on edge. Yeah. Right. And we can't, you can't find solutions like that because like I said earlier, if you're just yelling at each other, you're not working together to find right. a solution to the problem. So I'm not really sure. I don't know what way out of this I see, to be honest. I'm, to be honest, I think it's, it's probably going to get worse, to be honest. Like, given that, like, all these people that are in politics now mm-hmm. in, a, in our education system has been teaching, like, all, like, our, our generation mm-hmm. and stuff and, like, what we've, like, been exposed to, mm-hmm. they're going to see that and they're going to move up in those positions and take over in politics and right. government, whatever, then it's going to change it like radically. It's going right. to like, they're going to have even more extreme radical laws and it's going to be, it's going to progress worse. So like, that's like, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, you're starting to see like the de- like the death of like, of, of like a country, like, like literally, like we're laying like in the beginning parts of like the country, like breaking down into like something like yeah. a little bit more worse. But like, it just depends like so the, on the politics. The one way I see out of it possibly is if this like postmodernist thing starts to kind of collapse on itself. Right. Um, I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast. Joe Rogan podcast. He had this guy named James Lindsay on, and mm-hmm. he and he wrote a bunch. They wrote like twenty fake academic papers about like um, sexism and like all this sort like really ridiculous stuff, and they submitted it. And one of them got an award. It was about. Oh, I'd have to go listen to it again. It was about dog parks. He, he wrote the paper as a girl and said that 
She went to dog parks and counted the amount of dog humping incidents and said that dog parks insinuated rape culture. And so you needed to retrain all the dogs and it like won an award from some journal from some like, and so it's like, the like I'll send you the link afterwards, yeah. but um, it's like, if this collapses on itself, like, I don't, I don't see how this get. if Trump gets reelected, I don't see how this gets better in the, in the, in the near term. Because people are going to be so bad. Yeah. I think one of the ways is if Biden gets, <laughs> this is going to sound horrible, if Biden gets elected, picks a decent vice president, and then, like, for whatever reason, he becomes, like, super senile within six months and they have an actual decent president, it's like, that could be a way out. I don't know. Yeah. I, right now, it's just like, I'm more interested in what Trump is going to bring to the table, given, to like, what's going on right now in, like, the current state mm-hmm. of the, the country and, like, the economy. I really don't even care about like what he has to say. I'm just more interested in like, all right, what's going like what's going on now? What are you gonna do to fix it? Yeah. Instead of like running your mouth on Twitter and like going on your you know campaign ads saying oh, I'm gonna do this and that. Like cool. Like if you're gonna say you're gonna do it, you need to do it. It's like yeah. I don't want to repeat of like been Obama for eight years and you've like done completed nothing the whole time. So it's yeah. like he started. I started. I saw that he started to do like some good things. So like some like some have been really good, some have been good, some have been like like yeah okay like cool. And there's like other stuff that he's failed to like you know kind of deliver mm-hmm. on. So I think you sent he he did a couple of executive orders recently. I think you sent you sent me some of them. I don't remember. Some one with uh, it values uh, job experience over a degree now. Mm-hmm. That'll be good as far as driving the price of college now. So I think now like I think that's good for especially college students when they come out and like or especially if like. People that are working and going to college, if they come out, they automatically are going to like have, they're going to be in a better position to get a job. Yeah, I know like a lot of people will go out of college and they don't, they get like some like you know like job that's not paying enough or like right. it's not good enough. And they have like a degree. They're like, oh, you need job experience. It's yeah. like I went to school for four or five years. Like, why do I have? I don't need job experience. I have a degree. Like, yeah, just I just I'm just, you know starting at an entry point or an entry position. I yeah. just work my way up. Why I have to? have experience. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of redundant for someone to go to school for like four or five years mm-hmm. and not be able to get a job that's like well paying and it's gonna like support yeah. you, you know what I mean? So it's like I think that was that was a good move on him, to be it'll honest. Be I think it'll help drive down the price of university eventually in the next like 10, yeah. 15 years because it'll they'll I realize they're one the price will go down because work experience is valued as much and so people who don't go to school mm-hmm. hopefully will end up being on more of an equal par with people who do have degrees. Yeah. The degrees, therefore, won't be in as much demand. Right. So people won't feel the need to go to school. The demand goes down. They can't keep the price high for the universities because nobody's going to want to pay it. So right. we'll have to bring it down at some point. So yeah. that, that'll be one that'll take a long process, but like a, that's going to be like a 10, 15 years before we see a difference yeah. in that one. Um, but yeah, I don't... Hmm. Did he do did, was there another one that he signed recently? He probably signed a couple that I didn't know about. There's another one that was like a uh, prison reform. Mm, what's that one say? Uh, I know it brought back a uh, a lot of um, uh, a lot of people that are incarcerated, especially of uh, you know black people that came back that've been incarcerated for like crimes that you know like like just like kind of wrongly incriminated for like. Like small, like small, like small petty crimes, yeah. and like they they able to come back and be reunited with their family. So that was another good thing. Um, I haven't really, I haven't really researched on some of the executive actions he did. I need to kind of look into that more. Mm-hmm. But um, I think as as far as um, you know, addressing the issues in the the black community and the police reform, that's something he needs to kind of focus on as well as the whole COVID thing. So, like, people are not in a state of, like, state of fear or they're not trying to, like, yeah. like be in control. Like, them. people need to feel, like, more comfortable, like, when they go out. So, like, now people don't feel that way because COVID and, like, police and all that right. stuff. So, like, I just think, like, Trump really needs to be a little bit, actually needs to be a lot more empathetic about what he says on, like, time and being a president. I was like, you, you got to kind of, like, drop this whole, like, this TV, like, businessman, like, kind of, like, right. character or whatever you're trying to put on. Just, like, just be, like, just be a leader. That's yeah. all you got to do. Like, I it's not hard. I don't know if it's an act, though. That's the thing. 
Like, I heard people who've interviewed him are just like, that's just how he is all the time. In which case, it's like, telling him to drop the act is not really a, it's not an act. It's like, that's a, that's definitely an issue because then it's like, if we have a leader who's not a leader, it's like. That's, I think, and that's another thing. I think the system works against like, an actual like moral person that's like, has the capability of being a leader. Like, mm-hmm. they just, like the system works against that. Yeah, they just won't allow it. So like. Because they don't want to play the game. But, like, if they're right. a moral person, they don't want to play the immoral game to get to the top. And so right. it weeds all those people out. Exactly. And then it keeps all the, like, the like the circle of, like, you know, the favor, people, favors. People have been in career like, politicians. Right. People throwing stuff. favors for campaign donations. Right. Lobbyists. And lobbyists yeah. and all that. So, like, yep. people who we would actually want as leaders can't get in. Because there's, like, they're, 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 yeah. not, they're not corrupt. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, there's a lot of, um, what do you call it, uh, when it comes to uh, like Trump and like Obama and like all in, like there's a, there's always a track record. There's always something that's like that's going against them, like mm-hmm. during their presidency. So it's just like, like when is like when is that ever going to stop? Like when can we get someone that has like, like like of course people are going to have like they're like they're going to have pass and like people are going right. to pull it up. Oh, he did this and that. Okay, cool. But like in, like constantly like every, mm-hmm. after every month there's something new. So it's yeah. like we want someone that's like going to be moral and have like these like these standards for like for equality and equity and like, you know, better health care and, you know, police reform and, you know, bringing capital back to the inner cities, making mm-hmm. them boom again, help creating a better economy and like mm-hmm. fixing immigration, all this yeah. other stuff that's like not being fixed. So it's like, there's, there's like, that's another thing. Like, I'm like politicians, they're just as responsible. Like right. as Trump is like, Trump like can't just like sign off on every executive action just right. to like override. It's like, they have to be in like sync with them. So it's like mm-hmm. kind of like a top down, like in a bottom top thing. It's like, you guys got to like work with this guy. Like if there's like certain issues, like they came in like, it's like they came and sit down and talk to each other mm-hmm. without having their own bias. Like yeah. he sat down with like Nancy Pelosi and like Chuck Schumer and like they discussed under like five minutes and he's like, well, I don't agree with that. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do it then. Goodbye. And like left. So it's like, it's just like, it's just like that. It's like kind of like petty, like politics. Like yeah. if you're not going to like come to agreement, like especially for like the 330 million people that are living here, like for the benefit for them, mm-hmm. it's like, you have no, like you have no, like, you know what I mean? being public service. Right. So it's like you have like no business, like being in like the Oval Office at all. No, and like you no, have no, no business being a career politician if you have done nothing for I would, like no. the 40, 50 years yeah. you've been in here. So it's like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but that's not going to change because because no. um, they won't vote themselves. Yeah, out. the freaking the identity politics and all the other crap. Yeah. Too the only a way I see out of that, the, the digging stuff up on people all the time, is if we ended up not in the two party system. Because right now it's very easy to be like, yeah. oh, somebody on the other side is bad. Mm-hmm. But if there's like four or five sides, then it's like, okay, well, who are you going to dig stuff up on now? Because you might need to work with them to fill, build, like, a coalition government. Right. That's one of the parts of, like, the British system that I like is, like, they have to work together to build coalitions to get into power. Mm-hmm. It's like, I like the, on paper, the structure of the United States government, but mm-hmm. if we had the British party system, I think that would be, that would be good. Because uh, then it wouldn't be a binary anymore. You would have, you would have so many more options. You have people that would be forced to work together because you have like four or five parties that each take up like 15 to 25%. Mm-hmm. So they don't have, they can't just pass whatever they want because they have a majority the way that like if somebody wins the house here, it's like they have the majority, they can just do whatever they want. Well, if they have all three. Right. Um, but if that was the case, then it would be like you'd have 25% of one party, 10%, 15%, like 20, and then mm-hmm. like another five. And so like, they'd have to work together to get stuff passed. And that, it, like something like that would have to, would have to take hold. Right. And I'm not really sure like this, this coming election, I'm strongly considering voting third party. I've had people try to talk me out of it with the, what you hear every time you say you're going to vote third party. Well, it's a vote for the other side, really. And then it's like, okay, well then, like, I might as well not vote if, it, if my vote doesn't matter. It's like, well, you have to do your civic duty and vote. It's like this whole, that whole cycle thing. But right. if there was going to be one election where a third party was going to win, if Joe Jorgensen gets enough support, like if she gets like one or two like big name celebrities to just mm-hmm. like put her name yeah, out there, yeah. who knows, dude? Like this could be the year because like I know so many people are fed up with people that I know that normally would vote Democrat for sure. Like Biden sucks. And I'm obviously not going to vote for Trump. So it's like, okay, well, what are you doing then? 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So as we and the thing is like if we get if everybody starts to think like that, right? The the reason why or one of the reasons why I think nobody votes third party now is because they're like they get pressured and saying, Oh, well a vote for third party is really just a vote for Trump or it's a vote for Biden, like so it doesn't matter. And they get pressured into saying like like it takes votes away from the person that you need to win, right? You've heard that before. I think sort of, but like you kind of kind of see like libertarian kind of means like limited government. So it's like right. that's what that's like that's what you should want. Like you shouldn't want more government. You should right. want like, so, like so limited, like regulated. People get pressured into voting for one of the two big parties because people say their vote is like doesn't matter if you vote for third right. party. But if more people were like, screw that, I'm voting third party. Like if you had a mindset shift, like within culture as a whole, like normalizing voting third party, that would I mean like obviously like. It'll be really hard to make that happen, but that would be a thing. Like, if there was going to be an election where it was going to happen. Yeah, so, that's, I agree. That's what, going back to the whole Killer Mike point. Like, he's yeah. saying, like, he's like, just sitting there, like, bickering over, like, who's yeah. the best master? It's like, yo, like, just, just be your own person. Just throw up the identity yeah. box out the window and just pick, like, what who you think, like, what works best. Yeah. Like, what do you, what, like, where's the change and, like, where mm-hmm. the progress is going to be at? That's where you need to vote. Like, it doesn't matter, like, the identity politics are, like, the parents of like, you know, who they say they are. Yeah. So. It's a little, I think we've brought a full circle. That's a good place to end. Yeah. Bill, man. thank you for coming on. Thanks um, for having me. People can find you on Instagram at Lil Willie Vert. Lil Willie Vert. We'll put the links in the description. Um, sounds good. Bye everybody.